We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. We have two actual breaking news stories to get to, and they're both like equally important. So I just want to flip a coin. Lindsay, call it. Heads is Tinashe's Reese's Puff Spawn, and Tails is Candace Cameron Bure's Bibelana Del Rey controversy. Are we going to just end up doing both anyways? Is this just like a bit? We're going to do both, but call it. We'll pick which one to do first. Heads or tails? Heads. Oh, it's heads. Okay, so we can start with Tinashe's Reese's Puff Spawn. Tinashe went on her Instagram yesterday and shared a video of her doing this. Today, I am attempting to recreate my song Bouncing using the crunchy FX drum machine and the chocolatey bass synth. Let's see what we can come up with. I take the puffs and I place them on the track and using the crunchy FX drum machine, I can recreate my song, Bouncing. She's showing off like some sort of AR app that they created that's where like you take the box of like cereal <laughs> and you like place the cereal pieces like on the box in like a way that then translates it to music. But I'm like, all I want to do is see her like crunch on some Reese's Puffs in her mouth. Like, <laughs> I just want to see her eat the Reese's Puffs. Expecting her to like crunch on the puffs, but she's not even crunching. She's like doing something else with them. She's like, I will not be eating the Reese's Puffs, but I will put them on the side of the box and make music out of it. But you don't even hear enough of the music of like what the app does. It transitions right into bouncing. Also, like this is just giving me very much like is is a Reese's Puff the bouncing of cereal? You know, like that's not really the vibe that I think that Reese's Puffs might want, you know? Are Reese's Puffs who's or them's though? Because Reese's are them's. Also, why Reese's am I saying Reese's? Are... It's I say Reese's. You're making me say Reese's. 
Reese's Puffs are. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be, it's Reese's pieces, so it's yeah. not Reese's. Yeah, but Reese's is funny. Reese's are who's because they are not the. Even though a lot of people probably knows what Reese's Puffs are. Reese's Puffs are who's because they're not even the main Reese's. Like, no one thinks about Reese's Puffs. I know I don't. Like, if you're if you're like, oh, can I get some Reese's? It's not like, oh, you want the Puffs? Like, no one's asking for that. <laughs> Tinashe might be. Well, now she is because she gets free Reese's Puff for life, I bet. People love Reese's Puffs. And didn't, like, Travis Scott just do, like, a Reese's Puff box? Like, wasn't there... It was Travis Scott x Reese's Puffs. They. <laughs> he also did, like, the McDonald's. I mean, he's really, like, mm-hmm. selling out over there. But... I do think that they're into like quote unquote youth culture. Like they're trying to be cool. And Tanache is cool, but I wish they gave her a little bit more high budget ad than her own freaking Instagram, you know? She's cool and available. And probably affordable. Yeah. The other piece of breaking news that is really putting me on the floor, and I'm glad we're doing it second and not first, is Candace Cameron Bure, who goes by Candy on TikTok, which makes me want to spew. Candy Cameron Bure went on TikTok and made a video that also cross-posted to Instagram. She has since deleted the Instagram reel, but the TikTok post is still live as of, you know, 10 a.m. on Thursday. I think she doesn't know how to look at her TikTok comments, but definitely knows how to look at her Instagram comments. And that's why she deleted the Instagram and not the TikTok. That's my suspicion. Here's the audio. First, you have to hear the audio. It's like 10 seconds. Baby, I'm a gangster too. And it takes two to tango. You don't want to dance with me. Dance with me, honey. I'm loving you. Okay, so it's her looking sort of sensually at the camera, posing in short shorts, touching her hair. And it says, when they don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. And then she like picks up her Bible. She's basically saying like, just because I love Jesus doesn't mean I can't be like a sexy gangster girl. Right? Is that a Lana like demo? Where did she scrape that from? It's literally one of the unreleased Lana songs that I think was stolen out of her car. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not joking. I think it's from that batch of stolen Lana songs. But I'm pretty sure like it's a trend on TikTok that she's just following along with. But it is funny to see Candy Candy Cameron Bure Bure. uh, like engage with a, a Lana demo, which is like Truly, Lana demos are like currency that mean that you are of a certain, like, a certain way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you know about <laughs> Lana demos, you're not like a normal, like, Jesus-loving person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Lana demos are only for, like, the the few and the proud. It's a song called Jealous Girl, and yet it's the one that was leaked on November 7th, 2012. Yeah. That was Queen leaked of Disasters of Queen B-side. Of disaster. yeah. yeah, Queen of Disasters B-side. Anyways... I don't know where she found this song. I mean, I know she found it on TikTok, but like, that's hilarious. But now she's having to apologize for it. No, she's not. She apologized? Candace Cameron Bure apologizes after fans deem her post about the Holy Spirit too, quote, sexy. And she said... She loves to be too sexy. Remember when she kissed her husband too much? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Well, she loves to be like, I'm filled with Christ's love and I'm also horny. Like, that's her entire aesthetic. Yeah, but she'll be like, I'm filled with Christ's love. But then her fans who are actually fully filled with Christ's love will be like, you are actually not filled enough with Christ's love for us. And then she'll have to apologize. So it's like, she is actually controversial within her own community of Christ lovers. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, I'm filled with Christ's love and I'm filled with my husband's penis. And that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Okay, wait, what was her apology this time? I usually don't apologize for these things, but a lot of you thought it was weird. And I'm sorry, that was not my intention. I was 
using a very specific clip from TikTok and applying it to the power of the Holy Spirit, which is incredible. And so many of you thought that I was trying to be seductive, which clearly means I'm not a very good actress because I was trying to be strong, <laughs> not sexy or seductive. Natasha had actually just used that clip. That's where I saw it on her TikTok. And so I was trying to do my own version of it with the Bible. <laughs> and talk about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit that basically nothing can trump the Holy Spirit. And we only know that by reading the Bible. Maybe I was just trying to be too cool or relevant in a biblical way that didn't work. This is the first time where I've been like, do I like Gandhi Cameron Bure? Because there is something <laughs> admirable about the fact that I thought the whole time she was trolling me, mm -hmm. her like sinning, damned, non-believer audience, you know? Mm -hmm. But actually the whole time, she's been trolling the, the God-fearing folk in who are her fandom. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, whoa, is she doing the work of the devil? <laughs> and I'm like, is she on my side? <laughs> Candace Cameron, she slay? Question mark? <laughs> Candy is, Cameron, she slay? Well, can't, maybe Candy is our girl. Candy our Cameron, she slay? <laughs> is Candy Cameron, she slay a subversive queen? I'm yeah, that's sure. what I'm saying. Like, if she's pissing off her, like, followers, I'm like, nice, you know? But she cannot win with them. Like, it's actually probably very annoying to her. Because, like, she kisses her husband, who she's been married to for 100 years and has 45 kids with, and they're, like, too sexy. And it's like, what do you think she does <laughs> all day? Well, the trap is she's still, at the end of the day, an actress. And one of the hallmarks of being an actor or being an entertainer is, like, vanity. And she is, like, yeah. she is a she likes showing off her body right. because, again, it is her job to, like, work on her body. Right, but she's also part of, like, popular culture, which is, like, yes. demonic and, you know, like, a problem. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she's never gonna win with them. No. But it is kind of it is kind of funny that she doesn't respond to like us being like, all right, enough with the Bible. She responds to her audience being like, What are you doing with the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Lana probably would like love that clip. She's like, Yes, Candy. Is that the song someone stole out of my all-black 2008 MacBook Pro from my Toyota Tercel in 2010? Like, is that oh, the song God. I'm hearing? My Toyota Tercel. Mm. Damn, Lana, get a safe or something. <laughs> um, she forget the lock combination. I'm sorry, Lana Del Rey is not the type of person who like remembers combinations. Okay, get like a locker <laughs> in a gym or something <laughs> where they can open it with a key. Get a gym locker. Okay, is that it? That's is that, it. Is, We're, is that the breaking news? You're listening to Who's There? We think call in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at six one nine. Who them? Okay, here's the first call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Medium time, medium time. A uh, couple problems. The T doesn't exist yet. It is the, the letter that they assigned to the second obvious subway for, for, the time, for the time being. That's an extension of the Q. There's actually three S's or shuttles. I believe the third one is in Queens. The 9 ran express north of 96th Street. And the W was also canceled, but then they uncanceled it. And finally, I would argue that for the true heads among us, the hooiest train is the double A. R.I.P. Crunch, crunch. Wait, what did she say was the hooiest train? The double A train. The double A? Yeah. What the fuck is the double A? It's it, it's not used anymore. Okay. Well, the, it's funny that the T doesn't exist because the T is also what they call the train in Boston. 
I'm just glad that Mayor de Blasio calls in. Like, I like that he likes the show enough to call in. Um, We got a train guy on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bill. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I've just woke up, so that's why I sound so croaky. But um, I listened to Tuesday's episode and you were talking about Fergie, Sarah Ferguson. um, And she loves talking about herself in third person. Um me and my sister were talking about this recently so years ago when Fergie was um, caught by the British um, tabloid press for um, basically selling meet and greets with Prince Andrew for large sums of money um, after that she did an interview with Oprah um, to talk about it and Oprah played the, the, like, the videos of Fergie um, uh, during these meetings and whilst Fergie was watching it she kept going god bless her she was like I feel so sorry for that girl I feel sorry for her and Oprah was like yeah why do you keep talking in third person so yeah she loves it she is incredibly bad vibes so is her ex-husband so is the two kids. So is the rest of the royal family. Team Harry and Meghan. Quinch, quinch. Fergie, Sarah Ferguson, was like OG offensive to the royal family, but for reasons that were actually bad, not like we're breaking free, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Like she, remember she like, she was selling access to the royal family to people at some point and like, to tabloid reporters, like well, she also cheated on her husband and was photographed sucking some guy's toes, or the, or the other way around. He was sucking her toes. <laughs> I so, think it was yeah, the other was, way around. Yeah, she did do a lot of things. Like that wasn't. She did have a. She did have quite a few scandals, as this caller is is recalling. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there is a reason why she became kind of like a a quote unquote joke, uh, and that's why we even heard about her across the pond because she was doing Weight Watchers ads. At some mm-hmm. point, like in the 90s, I think, which is what I remember specifically, because, again, I also didn't really pay attention to, like, why she was a thing. I just remember her being all over the TV. But the issue with this is that she speaks in the third person. Mm-hmm. And right. you can't do that if there's another Fergie. That doesn't <laughs> – you can't – like, if it's just you, then maybe, sure. But if you are th- if your name is Fergie and there's another Fergie and you speak in the third person about Fergie, they're going to think you're talking about the other Fergie, not about yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially in right? 2010, whenever the other Fergie was quite famous – Here's Oprah commenting on Fergie, as in Sarah Ferguson, talking about, not to be confused with Stacey Ferguson, Duchess Fergie. Well, one is Duchess Fergie and one is the Duchess. It's interesting that you moved to third person and said... I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her. And as we were watching the tape, I heard you say, sad, really. Mm. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. So when you watch that, you feel mostly... Terrible sorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, there aren't many, really very many words to describe an act of such gross stupidity. It's like Oprah wants her to unpack her use of third person, but Sarah, I don't think, is capable mm. of doing that. Oprah's like, isn't it interesting that you like dissociate from yourself whenever you like do this? And Sarah's just like, yeah, yeah, I feel sorry for her. Like, she's not really willing to give her as much as I think Oprah wants. Oprah... <laughs> Oprah hates this woman, you can tell. Well, speaking of the Duchess, did you see this video this morning from Congress? No, play. Listen Which to Duchess? This. Which Duchess? Fergalicious or? This is Fergalicious. This is a video of Representative Sean Caston, 
who is a, uh, according to his bio, a climate nerd and consumer advocate. He's all about telling people the truth about the climate crisis. Okay, cool. And he went on the House floor and said this. Lindsay, you didn't see this? (laughs) Wait, listen to this. I rise to continue our celebration of hot FERC summer. As climate activist Fergie would certainly say, the FERC-alicious definition is to make our planet cooler. So listen up, y'all, because this is it. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, better known as the F to the E to the R to the C, is one of the most important federal agencies to fight climate change, and if I'm doing this right, one that a few more of you are now keeping track of. Having a well-air-conditioned home when it's hot, hot, that's FERC-alicious. Getting your electricity from the lowest-cost reliable source, FERC-alicious. An electric transmission system that keeps everything from electric vehicles to steel mills running with zero-carbon electricity, FERC-alicious. That's incredible. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC. It's canon that it's FERC-alicious. First of all, climate change has never sounded so good. I mean, and by bad, I mean bad. (laughs) You know, compelling. Uh, Doing something about climate change has never sounded so good. Yeah, okay. Also, that is probably the best that Fergie has sounded in popular culture in at least 30 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> 20 years, mm-hmm. 10 years. Ten. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And also the magic of that guy saying, if you weren't a fan of the FERC now before, maybe you are now with the double meaning of choosing somebody who no one is a fan of anymore. But now this interpretation of Fergalicious is now even better because of the irony uh, that it is, oh, th- this is, I'm uh-huh. just, this is outstanding. <laughs> Somebody put that to music. Why isn't that put to music? Someone's to definitely music. doing that. Someone's definitely you do doing it. that. <laughs> F to the E to the R to the C. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. As climate activist Fergie would certainly say, the Fergalicious definition is to make our planet cooler. Having a well-air-conditioned home when it's hot, hot, that's Fergalicious. Getting your electricity from the lowest cost reliable source, Fergalicious. An electric transmission system that keeps everything running with zero carbon electricity, Fergalicious. You know what Fergie song I thought of while listening to this? My what? favorite Fergie song, which is the opening yeah. of the Sex and the City movie, Sex and the City 1. This, where she goes, super califragisexy, and the whole song is her being like, Manolo and Louie, and did 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 Wait, listen to this. Wait, what? Super califragisexy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I know this. She took the the intro music and turned it into the opposite of a banger. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Right, shopping for labels, shopping for love is the energy of Sex and the City when it was first on air. And then when the movie came out, we deeply took a left turn and headed so far away from that, that this is like an atrocity. And it sounds like one too. I like how much Fergie and Fergie have in common. Both of them are completely embarrassing. Both of them have the same initials. Both of them were part of a, an organized group and then broke free. <laughs> the royal family and, exactly. the, well, and the Black Eyed Peas. And the Black Eyed Peas. Well, they were alienated and they, they, they left. And both of them are supercalifragisexy, I have to say. <laughs> supercalifragisexy. Okay, last comment before we move on. <sighs> Lindsay Bobby, Air France really needs to get its shit together. Because I just listened to your episode about Nina Dobrev 
going absolutely bonkers on them. And an individual who I believe to be a them, Dan Levy, also just tweeted, hi, Air France, at Air France, at Air France FR. Someone on your end has moved my seat home after it was pre-selected and nobody has any answers. Considering people pre-book seats for very specific reasons, parentheses, worldwide virus, this feels very weird and sketchy. Hours spent on the phone. Fly next week. Also, never do this, but when the phone doesn't work. Now, I think the biggest truth that Dan Levy is of them is that it looks like about 13 hours after he tweeted that, Air France replied, hello, Dan, thanks for your DM. We have replied to it, asking for more details. Please do check your DMs and get back to us via that channel. We remain at your disposal if further assistance is needed, which honestly sounds like a bot to me, but whatever. What's happening with Air France this week? Get your shit together. Dan Levy deserves better care. I don't care about Nita Dobrev. Dan Levy deserves better. Crunch, crunch. It's funny that it's Air France because these celebrities are telling on themselves. It's not like they're calling like Spirit Airlines and being like, you lost my luggage. They're complaining publicly to a luxury airline or one that is at least taking them to very luxe locales. Luxury? I guess it's like European. I mean, they're taking these flights to like can like they're also, taking these flights let's be to real. monaco you pay spirit airlines to lose your luggage that's the that's what you're <laughs> right. paying for that extra 20 dollar fee that's so they make sure your luggage gets lost mm-hmm. it gets back to you but it certainly goes missing for a while i mean this is like the equivalent of tweeting at veuve clicquot because your bottle of champagne didn't have enough bubbles in it or something they must be truly not answering the phone to get people to tweet <laughs> time zones time zone differences <laughs> Right. The internet's always on. If you call them, they're probably like seven hours ahead or whatever. Who was the latest one? Dan Levy Dan tweeted Levy. Like, like Air France, you're fucking up or whatever. <laughs> Hi, at Air France, at Air France FR. Someone on your end has moved my seat home after it was pre-selected and nobody oh, has any answers. luggage related. Considering people pre-book seats for very specific reasons, worldwide virus, this feels very weird and sketchy. Hours spent on the phone. Fly next week. Shruggy emoji. Also... I never do this, but when the phone doesn't work, and so the answer is the phone doesn't work, so they have to tweet. Well, uh, my question now has become gone from like, why do they do this? Because like, clearly there's a reason to does it work? And I guess like, I want to know, first of all, and also uh, there's no way to find this out unless like Dan Levy wants to like let me know or whatever, but like, do they get back really fast now? Does this actually work? Like, does this resolve the problem? Like, is this effective for a celebrity? Right. And how famous do you have to be for it to be effective? Mm-hmm. That's well, I, what I would want to know. The irony here is that just days, three days before he railed against Air France and Air France FR on Twitter, he retweeted a story from San Francisco Gate saying, since the June 15th reopening, customers have gotten a little difficult. And it's about how customers are like testier and meaner to people uh, in the mm-hmm. service industry. And he retweeted that story and said, I've run into a ton of rude customers while working in the service industry over the years. Retail, bakery, video store. You have no idea how hurtful bad behavior can be. It stays with you even when you try your hardest to brush it off. Don't ruin someone's day. Meanwhile, he's ruining the day of a community manager three days later on July 27th on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're behaving like a maniac. 
I just am like, if it works, let me know, because then I would think this is less of a maniac reaction, because I'm mm -hmm. like, if this works, then this works. But he's not even trying to get back lost luggage. He's doing something that already, he's trying to get- I don't like my what, seat. A fr he's getting a something that already happened, complaining about, that is unacceptable. You're right. Because like, what are they going to do? Like, go back in time, give him some, a free flight. You want a free flight? What do you want? If you're my grandmother, you'd know to write a letter, a handwritten letter, and that's how you get free shit. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without dishwasher. a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because oh. I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm sure you've gotten a ton of calls about this already. And that was only posted an hour ago. But Chriselle is dating one of the Oppenheimer brothers, I think. Jason, I have a hard time telling them apart. Um, is this for the show? Do you think this is real? Um, super bizarre. Also seems kind of gross. Uh, crunch, crunch. Bye. Chriselle is at it again. Confirmed relationship with Jason Oppenheim. Like her, you know, quote unquote boss. If I mean she really works for the Oppenheim group, who knows? That show is such a farce. I love it so much that I can't wait for it to come back. Crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. Is Chriselle 
dating Jason. Do we think it's real? Are they really together? Also, she compared herself to J-Lo. Lindsay Bobby, help. Crunch, crunch. It's insane to me that we've talked about selling Sunset so much. It's like it's in the air or these people are so good at like keeping the – like remember we were just complaining like last episode that – Where's the show? Where's the show? And yet all I feel like I see them constantly, mm-hmm. you know, between Chriselle and Christine. I'm just like mm-hmm. always. Oh, and Heather, you know, and Heather and, and now Heather. Jason, and, Jason and Grayson, you know, who I don't know the other twins name, Jason and Brett. I don't know. Jason and Grayson. Jason's the one that talks it's, and Grayson doesn't talk. The, <laughs> Jason and Grayson. <laughs> it's Jason and Brett. But like, you know how only one Jason talks on the show. There's two twins. They're both like four, four, I am, five. Oh, bald, I am aware. I am aware of the Oppenheim very twins. Very wealthy. The Oppenheim twins, Jason Oppenheim and Grayson Oppenheim. Where there's a Jason, there's also a Grayson. Grayson never talks. I've seen every episode, many of them more than once, and I don't. I can't tell them apart. I truly cannot tell them apart. I know that Jason dated Mary. Yes, and Jason's one. Remember, they like go to his apartment, and he's like. I'm building a new house. Here's the <laughs> floorboards and here's the beam. And like, every, he's the one who's like mostly the one who's on the show. So if she was dating, I doubt that she'd be dating the other one. Like there's only Grayson, essentially you mean? one. Yeah, Grayson. I, not to be the most like obvious conspiracy theorist there is, but like this smells so sour. I smell a PR stunt like so strong. Of course you do. It's selling sunset. <laughs> they need like a topic. You know, I'm shocked. Like, I feel like maybe Netflix is dropping the ball on releasing a trailer because the cast feels like they're, oh, we're going to just, we got to start dumping stuff ourselves to get people excited. I think that a lot of things can be true at the same time, that they are actually dating, but that it's also publicity that they were also maybe pressured to by the producers or by their own, like, self-interest, right? Like, they know how fame works. Yeah, I'm not sure the producers give a shit. I think the producers are like, you're on your own, and they're like, we are good at this. Don't worry. So much of reality TV is like the actors themselves, or not the actors, but the characters, the cast members themselves, to like figure out how they're going to stand out in the pack. And it looks like maybe this is how Chriselle and Jason have decided to stand out from the pack. And also, they revealed this when they were on a vacation in like the Amalfi Coast with all the other Selling Sunset people. I so it's not like they did this know. in a bubble. They did it with I the rest of the cast. No, it might as well be a fucking cast photo. It might as well it's be a publicity so tour. so shameless. And the J-Lo effect, she even made it topical. Like, it is literally written for us. We are being spoon-fed this. She forced a, like, round peg into a square hole with that topical attempt. Like, this makes no sense. The J-Lo effect? What about this is the J-Lo effect? No, well, she's saying, like, turning old flames and old friends into lover, into current lovers. That's the joke. Like, But they were never about, together. Like, yeah, but it does, that's not – it's relevant. I, I kind of get what she's saying. It's like – Oh, well, we're well, we're together. You wanted us to be together and we're together. I don't know who wanted them to be together. Right. I, That's sorry. why I don't, I don't understand who. why it's the J-Lo right. effect. Right. I know. It's like the what? J-Lo, J-Lo and Ben Affleck make me feel fantastic. I'm I'm obsessed. I love it. Chriselle and uh, G- Jason, I'm like, okay, I guess have fun, whatever. Like better be on the show, you know? Oh my god, she already got so much favoritism. This the, the rest of them are fucked. 
the rest of them are fucked. Well, now I think this is great for the show because they're all going to have to step up their game. We know Christine Quinn is capable of stepping up her game. These boots are made for stepping up her game. She wasn't in this. Was she in the photo? She no, she wasn't in the photo. She wasn't there. Well, she's a new mom. Yeah. She's like, I think she's staying uh, home As for if a that bit. stopped her from literally anything else no, in the past month. I think she's staying home. I think she's... She literally went to Greece with the baby. <laughs> I was looking through some of the headlines in the tabs today. And yeah. I was very baffled by the term, the J-Lo effect, because I don't know what it means. And I feel like it could mean anything. It means anything. Like, it's very much in like the eye of the beholder. I kind of know what it means, though. Okay. But I'm going to read you some headlines just from various places that are all over the internet today. And I want to tell, I want you to tell me whether or not, since I think you have a better understanding of what the JLo effect means, just tell me whether or not this headline okay. is okay. actually referencing the JLo effect. Okay. Here's one. Okay. Millicent okay. Simmons, colon, How John Krasinski Guided Me in A Quiet Place Part 2. Is that the JLo effect? No. What about this? Kelly Ben Simmons. Nighttime routine includes a 24 karat gold face mask. Is that the JLo effect? Yeah, kind of actually. Yeah. It kind of is. Okay, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Christiani Pitts taps into her southern hospitality roots to play double cross little queen Beverly in Resort to Love. Is that the JLo no. effect? That's no, not. No, no, no. Okay. This I'm not this I'm not sure if it's a JLo effect. Safari Samuels threatens to quit Love and Hip Hop Atlanta after footage airs of his baby falling. Quote, that was tacky. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's no, not no, the no, J-Lo no, no. It's no, not. No. Are you sure? It's not? Yes, it's not. Okay, what about this? What about this? Liam Payne sparks reconciliation rumors with ex-fiance Maya <gasps> Henry. Is that the J-Lo oh. effect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Getting back together with your ex? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like how you could explain that one specifically and the other ones you couldn't. But, oh, okay. I'm happy to explain. Just ask. Okay, what about this? Alex Rodriguez and Melanie Collins hit same shops as Jennifer Lopez hours apart. Is that the J-Lo effect? <laughs> I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Why is that the J-Lo effect? Because J-Lo was just there and she had an effect. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Okay, that actually makes sense. That is the J-Lo okay. effect. Amorosa Manigault Newman to compete on Australia's Big Brother VIP. Is that the J-Lo effect? No, she'd never. No, no. Oh, okay. No. That's not the J-Lo no. effect. Okay, and then no. this is the last one. This is, you're going to have to help me out. Runaway's Virginia Gardner is engaged to the struts bassist Jed Elliott. Dash, see her ring. Is that the J-Lo effect? Uh, ca- yeah, kind of. Yeah. It is? How is that the J-Lo effect? The same industry. Okay, yeah. That's the J-Lo <laughs> effect. Cool, thanks. You helped clarify a lot of things. I don't think I did. Did you see this? I mean, of course you did because you put the caption in. But this comment from Romaine, not the lettuce, Mary's boyfriend. Yeah. So happy for you guys. Space exclamation mark. Finally, people will stop with Jason and Mary, hopefully. Smiley tongue, prayers. Right. Because his face. wife used to date Jason. Used to date Jason. Not Grayson. Why won't anyone date Grayson? They're the same. They're twins. <laughs> this is more evidence that makes me think that this is like all so calculated. Like, oh, it's promo. It's I'm sorry, it's promo. There, it, it's it's so calculated. I, it's so. They're like telling us how to feel, right? They're yeah, like, yeah. They're telling, not showing. Right. He he's like, here's the B plot of this episode where I'm happy that people stop talking about Mary and Jason. <laughs> right. I was like, bitch, make release the show. I don't want to see it on Instagram. Give me some episodes to plow through. I'm sorry. If Christine Quinn wasn't invited, like, I feel like she knew about this and was like, actually, I can't go. I have, like, 
I have a pap walk to do. Like, <laughs> fine. But if she wasn't invited and is pissed, you know that she, like, hopped in a private jet and, like, parachuted into the Amalfi Coast and was like, I will be in these photos in eight hours. I promise you that. I know. The effort that these women are putting into staying relevant, keeping themselves in my mind, in my dreams, in my thoughts, in my prayers is just no money can buy that. Did you see Grayson commented, love you, Chriselle. Thank you for (laughs) making my brother happy. Yeah, well, that's weird. Also, Louise, I don't know who that is, commented, congratulations, you guys. Finally, IG official, implying that they've been dating for a while. Tina Louise is dating um, Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Tina Louise, why does it sound familiar? Is that Bags X? It is Bags X. She co-owns Sugar Taco. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get into it again. My memory of it is enough. My memory Mm -hmm. of this story is like enough, you know? Yeah. But yeah, she dated Bag briefly Very after shortly. Megan Fox because Bag dated uh, Courtney Sodden and mm-hmm. then Tina Louise and now is grateful, hashtag grateful for Sharna. I think what's going to happen is this show is going to drop in the next month, a season, and then like yeah, you think one month gonna, you will think pass imminent. and then they'll drop like a surprise, you know, follow up season. And I think that this stuff will be in the follow up season. I think they already have one short season locked and loaded because that's how the show works. That season's going to come out. And then all of this Amalfi Coast stuff is going to be on the follow up season. That's going to happen within like a couple of months. If they don't get this out uh, tomorrow. They're stupid. They're, They're the idiots. stupidest people alive. They're idiots. Release uh, Selling Sunset. Even if it's just fucking the 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 storyboard. I know it's not story. Even if it's just release the storyboard. Release anything. Give me anything. Where's the trailer? the trailer? Where's the promo? No, there will not be a trailer. They're just going to drop the season. Okay, just going to drop it. Just fucking drop the season already. These people are working too hard to not have something for themselves to promote aside from themselves. Last question, Lindsay. Is Surprise yeah. dropping a season of a popular reality show, The J-Lo Effect? No, absolutely not. No? Okay, surprise? Yeah, that woman does not know the word surprise. Hey, Lynn and Bob. Just came across some maybe old news. So apologies if you guys already talked about this. And apologies that I don't know if you guys talked about this already or not. But who is BJ Romero? And why did he post a picture... Like, I don't know, like not as chaotic as the as the other ones, uh, whatever, I'm bearing the lead. Why did he post a picture with Rita Ora, Taika Waititi, but also Kristen Stewart and Ashley Benson? Like, please, would love to know some context here. Uh, thanks. Uh, me inside, again, I guess. We haven't talked about a vamp in a long time. So the question is, who is CJ Romero? And why did he post a photo with Ashley Benson, Rita Ora, Taika Waititi, and more? And Kristen Stewart? And the, more. And more? The answer is quite simple, but mm, that doesn't mean it's not interesting. Cedra Romero is a hairdresser <laughs> slash stylist. Slash stylist. We haven't talked about a vamp in so long. It, are vamps, like, out? Like, like are, like... Did we talk about vamps because it felt like there were so many of them that all of a sudden there weren't? There was a period where everyone was talking about their hairstylist and their makeup artist and the makeup artist and the hairstylist were getting a lot of promo. Well, here's the thing. Don't you think – I think that was Kardashian related. Oh, it totally was. It totally was. I think when we talked about vamps, it was kind of mm, peak Kardashian or kind of like the last breath of peak Kardashian. And it mm-hmm. felt like 
all they did was hang out with people that worked for them. So therefore, and those all people they, were on the show, right? So they were just surrounded by essentially hairdressers, style, you know, stylists, makeup artists, and agents and managers and stuff like that. To the point where those people themselves would get like famous. But since then, there hasn't been much. I mean, I think like. Obviously, stylists are often talked about Fashion Week and, you know, all of that. Like, Law Roach remains, I think, very, like, much talked about. Like, he was just on the cover of, like, Hollywood Reporter, something like that, some mm-hmm. some magazine. And One I read all about that. One of the most famous stylists, yeah. Right. So, like, I think that they are still kind of talked about, but but not really in the way that when it we did Vamps. Although, to be fair, we, like, never, ever talked about it again. <laughs> Like, yeah. So VAMPS, for those of you who don't remember or started listening a long time ago, VAMP is an acronym, a terrible acronym that we came up that stands for trainers, hairstylists, agents, makeup, and publicists. It's just shorthand for like people who work for famous people who become vaguely famous in their own industries because of that, like being in the orbit. But it's like also VAMPS are like a very particular kind of closeness. Like I think Sage C.J. Romero is a great example of it. Like he's clearly in the bubbles, was in, like, the pandemic bubbles of these people. He's not just their employee, he's their friend, you know? Like, he just happens he to got, do their hair. Do you think he got stuck in the bubble? I think he's stuck he in the bubble because stuck. they, I mean, you put this link in here, but, like, they they were in a minor controversy, C.J. Romero and Kristen Stewart and Emma Roberts, the new viral queen, Emma Roberts. Because they got their hair done mid-peak pandemic, where people were like, are they like in a bubble together? Why is exactly. Kristen Stewart getting her like hair done like this? You know, and, and also taking a photo. I think that's mm-hmm. the the, the Why photo did you take stuff. The photo? And also Kristen Stewart's hairdresser is notable because I feel like every time Kristen Stewart gets a haircut because of homophobia, she gets written about. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, she, what like, did she do to her hair, like, hair now? Yeah. It's just like, right. Like people are just like, whoa, they're blown her hair's away. Short, her hair's orange. It's right. pink. Her hair's long. It's blonde. It's bleed. You know, like, sorry. Do you like girls or boys? What's your yeah. deal? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know, that was kind of a joke, but it's also kind of serious. <laughs> no, it's, it is. It's serious. But also because she's hot and people love her too, that they're like, uh, they're, they freak out whenever she cuts her hair or grows it out, you know? So mm-hmm. like, that's another thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I that was like why he was relevant before. But if you just like go to his Instagram, it's like pictures of at Michael, of course. Never forget. Always at Michael's always there. there. And he's so always so he's with kind of like Stewart. a hanger on less of one than Michael because he actually does cut hair. Right. Like with Michael, it's always like, what are you doing? What are you providing? With this guy, Mm. it's clear what he's doing and providing. He is both their hair person, their stylist sometimes. And he's clearly just like cool because I don't think it makes me think of that Kendall Jenner video where uh, she shows her house, the AD tour, and she's like, this is the back door where my makeup Artists and my hairstylist, my glam squad could enter so they don't have to go to the house. Like, clearly, Kristen Stewart's relationship with C.J. Romero is such that, like, he can go through the front door. Do you know that a cute thing about him? His email Mm. is cjscissorhands at gmail.com. I thought that was cute. That's cute. I thought that was cute. I bet he's fun. I bet he's fun. Like, I don't know. Like When you scroll through his Instagram, and again, like, Instagram is a performance. You can't believe everything you see. But so many of these people come and go. They're in their lives and then they're out of their lives. And this guy seems to be like a permanent fixture inside Kristen Stewart's life. And I do feel like Kristen Stewart's friend group is is such that once you're like in Kristen Stewart's life, you have access to like yes. anyone you freaking want, you know, mm-hmm. and all of like the cool girlies and the cool boys are now like would ask you for a haircut. And like you basically could just like cut all these people's hair mm-hmm. and like make a living off that. 
Yeah. You know? And the photo that the caller is talking about, the one with Rita and Taika and Ashley Benson, etc., is captioned by C.J. Romero, my chosen family. And I'm just like, no one's ever made a better choice. <laughs> you know, Choose like... me. <laughs> <laughs> Pick me. Choose Pick me. Pick me. Choose me. Cut my hair. <laughs> so pick me. Choose me. Love me. Hi, Who Weekly. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. It's Franny calling yet again. Um, so I just noticed something. It's like on my Instagram, and um, I follow Allie Love, and she was saying that she's getting married this week. She's had a ton of bride-related stuff going up and she has posted this thing that she is going private for her wedding so that only her followers are able to see this stuff but she spent about a week announcing that she's going private so I'm just wondering is this hooey behavior um and is it a I mean she's obviously a who I think but she's got a lot of followers and is it do you think that she's going to be sitting there on her wedding day accepting follow requests from all these people? Is this a ploy to get her numbers up? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you thought about it. I'll see you in Greece. That's Franny calling about a woman named Allie Love, who is apparently a Peloton instructor turned influencer, or maybe the other way around. <laughs> and she has... Uh, she also is the founder of her own like spinoff kind of like uh, uh, inspirational, you know, coaching brand. Yeah. Coaching. She also has TEDx on her in bio, which is very telling. Anyways, the question is, uh, Allie Love made her Instagram private. But before she did, she said she's going to post wedding pictures and that if you want to see them, you got to like get in her Instagram. You better follow because in one week. I'm going to go private and then only my close friends are going to see my wedding photos. This woman has 721,000 friends mm -hmm. who are going to see these photos and <laughs> acts as if they are somehow pay gated or gated in any way uh, to the public. First of all, it is debatable whether this person is a who or a not to me, even though she does have a big following. Fitness instructors to me don't really like you'd have to really break through to be a who at that for for me like cody rigsby barely makes a who but the only reason he does is because isn't he's, cody a peloton yeah he is but i'm just saying like he's the only one i've heard of outside of the like i'd never heard of this person even though she's a big following like he's the only one that broke out for me she gets less coverage than cody rigsby but i think the thing that turns you in to a who from nas status because peloton instructors are clearly very famous like in their niche but it's like the moment you start getting the the actual the tabloid press. coverage, the moment you yeah. actually start getting tabloid coverage for things other than Peloton. And she has only recently started getting that. And I think this wedding may be the thing that turns her from a who, from a, from a nod to a who. If she's like, I'm putting wedding photos like behind my pay gate, but I'm also selling them to brides.com. Like then we're now we're talking some like who level maneuvering. Mm hmm. But I think this is definitely who behavior. This is like aspirational who behavior in that she is trying to become more famous by behaving right. like this. And also, yeah, she was trying to get more followers. Duh. The job kind of like the ascent of a Peloton slash any fitness instructor who does like, you know, whether it's Peloton or Soul Cycle or whatever that does like these kind of streaming fitness things that gets kind of popular from it is almost like a drag queen in music. Like, you know how every drag queen like drops a music video after like yes. RuPaul's Drag Race? Mm -hmm. Their version of that is like 
coaching or like a like life coaching essentially that comes from this. So it's like they once they've got you in their claws as like a fitness instructor you love, they're going to try and convert you into like a follower of their own like movement. Her mm-hmm. thing is called Love Squad. But like, do you know what I mean? That's the that's the version of their their version of conversion, calling mm-hmm. it conversion, where they convert you into like a fan of them versus a fan of the service. Like you go from being a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race to a fan of like Jujubee, you know? Exactly. Everyone has their like instructors that they prefer. And honestly, like right. I thought Cody would have way more than Ali Love because I see headlines about Cody Rigsby way more often than I see and headlines like about Ali Love. And stuff. Yeah. But they really don't. He only ha- he has like just under 800,000 followers. Ali mm-hmm. Love has just over 700,000 followers. Like, And I think that that is a fair metric to use because I think that the people who are on Peloton are definitely also on Instagram and like following these people on their phones. Yeah. I love her brand though because I think it's, a, it's so representative of how I... Think of Peloton, which is like cultish sounds like very strong, but like it's more about like the mindfulness aspect of it where it's like it's not just exercise. It's about like making you a stronger person spiritually, you know, like you look at her bio and both of her bios everywhere. She has a bio. Her bio is like completely bananas. You have on Ali Love. It says Ali Love is the CEO of Love Squad, host, Peloton instructor, TEDx speaker, Adidas global ambassador, and model who could be seen among many other places at the Barclays Center as the Brooklyn Nets basketball in arena host delivering high quality entertainment. Okay, that's cuckoo. That's so many things. I don't know what you are. You go to the actual website for like, what is her thing called? It's like Love Love Squad. Love Squad. You go to Love, love squad. squad. And the bio is Ali Love is a multifaceted woman pioneering the slash generation. I don't even know what that means. A multifaceted right. woman right. pioneering the slash what generation. What is the job? What do you right. pay for here? You know what the job is? You know what she's selling? Merch. That's all that merch. she's selling. That just says merchandise. Yeah. Later, she refers to herself as a boss of business. <laughs> boss of business. Known as a boss of business, Ali Love's platforms reaches millions. That's needs an editor, which is why it has been important for her to create Love Squad as a space where real conversations and real change can occur through moderated panels and open discussions around women's empowerment. Then I go to her YouTube and it's Ali Love. Subscribe for weekly bossing up videos. How many weeks did she make bossing up videos? 10. 10 weeks and she bailed in 2019. She sells a t-shirt that says, a white t-shirt that says... Motivated, educated, inspired, love squad. It does seem like the people who are Peloton instructors are all very pretty. They're all very athletic. They've tried all these things. They have like a million irons in the fire. They throw so many things at the wall until one of them sticks. And it looks like Peloton is the thing that's stuck for these people. I just feel like it's an individual thing where each of these instructors have to try their best and throw shit at the wall to stay relevant like after Peloton or like mm-hmm. while ke- well, they're still doing Peloton. But then it's like because you have this platform or whatever you're like what else do i do with this either i could become like a really vip uh trainer which i think Mm -hmm. is also or i can like create a brand and the brand is like motivation because it always Mm -hmm. goes with fitness is like motivation or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) or like an app or like my own exercise or like youtube channel with exercises or like whatever it is that you do oh and i forgot to play this for you when i watched one of the get to know videos this is how it's introduced uh-huh. What up? I'm Ali Love, and I'm the newest instructor here at Peloton, and I can't wait to ride with all of you. So fitness wasn't always a part of my life. When I was younger, I got hit by a car. From there, I had the challenge of learning to walk again. Oh, my God. This is the TED Talk story. I was hit by a yeah, car. I'm it sure. It made me, I had to rehabilitate myself. I had to learn how to walk again, and now she is like a Peloton queen. I love it. Yeah, got it. Love it. Great. Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm sitting here watching the Olympics, the freestyle 100 meters, 
And I'm thinking to myself, did Cody Simpson ever make it to the Olympics? Let me know. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay, did Cody Simpson make it to the Olympics? No. Exactly. He did get this Daily Mail headline. Quote, it's still a massive part of my life. Cody Simpson teases new music after his failed Tokyo Olympic swimming bid. He's like, well, back to square one. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote on Instagram, in the midst of my swim training regimen, playing music is still a massive part of my life. And I definitely don't stop thinking about those who listen to me. Something special is coming when I hit 4 million followers. Four equals my lucky number. It's like... Don't steal that from Beyonce, okay? Please. We already have a musician whose favorite number is four. Okay? We don't need another one. When Cody Simpson hits four million, Beyonce is releasing out music. (laughs) She's re-releasing a deluxe edition of she's releasing a deluxe edition of four. Okay. I'll tell you something. If Beyonce said that she was training for the Olympics and swimming, she'd get there. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Moving on. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. So I was listening to, I guess, like the new top hits or whatever on Spotify. And uh, the song came on, and I thought it was pretty cool. It had Travis Barker, and it said it was by Willow. I assumed it was maybe just some band because it sounded like, I don't know, maybe some new punk rock group or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old. But it took a Instagram ad to show me that it was Willow, as in Willow Smith. So at what point did she no longer become Willow Smith and is now just Willow. I know you guys talk about, uh, you know, the one name recognition thing. So is Willow Smith big enough to just go by Willow? Are there any other Willows? Um, just wondering. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. First of all, before we get into the question, which is, is Willow Smith big enough to just go by Willow now, mononymous, because that's what she's doing in her new album. The album fucking rules. We talked about this on our Patreon, patreon.com slash weekly, and it's a great album. And I was actually just talking about this with someone else yesterday. It's weird that it's not getting more press considering who it is and how good it is and all the people who are on it, Travis Barker and Avril Lavigne specifically. Like, There's something about Willow Smith's specific nepotism and music past and like like what she's done past that I feel like works against her because like it's almost like if she was a new artist she would get more attention and more buzz but it's almost like even though she's established at this point fantastic and she's like coming from a new place all the time and she's working with Travis Barker and she's got a duet with Avril Lavigne and like she's part of and the music is not really not that far from Olivia Rodrigo in terms of some of the songs like it is Paramore influence it is pop punk influenced or whatever like it almost feels like people aren't giving it enough giving it as much attention because it's like old hat in some way which is crazy because you would think like all this nepotism like all this all this work it's actually genuinely fantastic but I do feel like there is a little the whip my hair stigma thing, which is like she knows because like she did that performance of whip my hair where she literally shaved, she her, shaved head her hair off. in the middle yeah. of the song, uh-huh. which was incredible. Great performance. She like changed up the song a lot. It's very like um, it's very Britney Spears jazzy version of oops, you know, like mm-hmm. she used to do, you know, they, like, change <laughs> the, you know, like. You know, other artists like change their old pop songs into yeah. like jazzy versions, whatever. But I, I kind of feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or I don't know this. I'm just speculating. So you would be too. But like, I almost think that there was a hesitancy to cover this album because it's nepotism, because it's so obviously nepotism. It's like, do we really Maybe. need to give Willow Smith something else? Like, Maybe. I do think she deserves it here. I think she deserves the attention because the album is so good. 
it's like one I've actually listened to so many times since it came out. And maybe people see it as like a vanity thing because she literally did an album that sounds completely different before. And not that you can't do that, but it almost seems like this is somebody who's just like popping around, doing whatever they want, just like for themselves. You know, because even yeah. her brother, like her brother's music doesn't get that much attention either. He puts out stuff all the time. Jayden. Yeah, but this is this. I like this more than this anything is Jayden's good. I don't. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But Jaden also had a, a blip where he was doing like Justin Bieber features for like the Karate Kid movie, just like with my hair. They've both like done kind of mm-hmm. like the teeny bopper, almost like really true nepotism versions of what they're trying to do now, which is like being more creative, being grown up, like like carving their own path. Exactly. But is Willow Smith a who or a them? I think she must be a them. But if you heard Willow, would you think Willow Smith immediately? Willow, I no. wouldn't. Nope. Nope. That's okay. So that's the follow up. I think she's mononymous because she's trying to break away and do a brand that's not Willow Smith. Like, I don't think that she's doing it because she thinks that people will know who Willow is when you just say Willow, but she's doing it because, like, she's trying to do her own thing. Maybe also she's trying to, the artist version of her, like the singer version of her is Willow. She's mm-hmm. also Willow. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah, that's maybe. also the persona. Yeah. Because the album I, is called Willow. What's the album called? Oh no, it's called I Feel Everything. But she goes by She's the artist name is now Willow. So like right, on right, right. Spotify on streaming services, she is Willow. She is not. She has gone full anonymous when it comes to her music. But that's the thing. It, she she hasn't quite. The callers like saying, "Oh, she's gone anonymous," but I don't think she's actually gone anonymous. I think it's just, just her, her, music. her music is the artist name is Willow, but she's mm-hmm. still Willow Smith. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any proof otherwise. Yeah, she's done some interviews for this album she's done a little promo and like she is referred to as willow smith in the press Mm -hmm. who are them i think she's a them i think she's just like will and jada having those kids was such a huge deal and the fact that they named them willow and jada and it was like such a huge deal like it was so funny and then it just became so normal you always forget it's will willow and jada jada no like (laughs) they were made fun of it was like well how narcissistic can you be doing this but it's like no they well actually those kids ended up being like pretty cool also like how cool is it that Jada had like an entire like rock era where she was like in like a metal band and now like yeah. Willow is like also a musician and now doing like rock music when working with like Travis. But I just like actual punk rock. Great album. Irrelevant. I mean, to all of this, the album's just fun and short and great. <laughs> I love and that it's short. It. Yeah. Willow Smith, them, Willow, current who, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, next call. Hey, who weekly? Long time, long time. Lou Diamond Phillips. Who are them? Crunch, crunch. Something happened with Lou Diamond Phillips. He's in the air this week because we got a few calls about Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, and I couldn't really understand why. Like, I couldn't see him in the news anywhere. People are thinking about Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, yeah, somebody called about him and asked if he's Australian. And he's not. But is Lou Diamond Phillips, who is, I think, most famous. I think he's a who. He's La Bamba, he's though. He's La Bamba. But he's Richie Valens. Um, so one, two, three. Who? who? Yeah. He's most famous for La Bamba and for me, the movie Bats. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Bats? Is it? Does it involve bats? Yeah, evil bats, terror, terrorizing bats. They terrorize Lou Diamond Phillips? Or is he like well, a they terrorize his town. He's like the cop. He's like the local cop. And then these, what year these, does Bats come out? Like I've never 2000. even heard of Love this bats. movie. Is it like birds? Is it the birds, but it's Bats? Yeah, Bats. Um, and to 1999, and he's Sheriff Emmett Kimsey, and it's a Texas town. There are all these bats, and they terrorize the town. This is and the most obscure movie you've ever brought up on the podcast, by the way. 
Bats was like kind of a thing. It was like a joke. No. The, there was a song that was in the trailer and it would go, the bats are going to get you. No. They're going to suck you dry. No. There's a forum. When I search bats are going to get you, they're going to suck you dry. There's a message board from the year 2000 that says, generally, I love movies in this genre, but this one didn't jazz me. Probably the coolest thing about the movie was the upside down bats logo and the song during the trailer, which wasn't in the movie. That sounds like angry white guy rap crap. The bats, the bats are going to get you. They're going to suck you dry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not in the actual movie. Maybe just you and this guy remember that. Maybe it's a mandala effect thing. The bats, the bats, the bats, they're going to get (laughs) you. They gotta suck you dry. I can't. Why can't I find the trailer? Okay. All right. All right. They found us. Oh my god. We want the streets. That's ugliest match you ever want to meet. This film is not yet rated. With that, we are done. Thank you for listening to the episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. And we'll see you on Tuesday with another episode. Goodbye. Bye. The Furcalicious definition is to make our planet cooler. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, um, medium time, first time. I just walked out of old, and I gotta say, like, at no point in the movie did anyone utter the phrase, there's something wrong with these beach. Like, I was hoping and was led to believe by the pod. Um, love you. Grateful for Sharna. Paulina Porskova and Aaron Sorkin broke up. No more Porkin Sorkin. Who is Claire DeLune? And why is Claire DeLune? Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Them. Hey, Bobby, Lindsay. Who? Crunch, crunch. Hi, who weekly? Long time, long time. Um, I'm calling about something that might not be that fun, but um, my boyfriend and I are just talking about the Delta variant, and he's reminding me that Delta is a Greek letter that comes in the Greek alphabet in a particular order, the way alphabets do. Um, and he was saying that it's alpha, beta, something, gamma, Delta, and I'm just wondering, what are the Greek letters that are them? I feel like Alpha and Beta and now Delta are, but I kind of feel like all the other Greek letters are whose. Um, can you please discuss? Leanne Cuisine.